Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I think everybody's been waiting. I think so, too. And although we are glad to say goodbye to 2020, we've also most likely learned some things, right? So let's talk about the positives from 2020 and what we've learned. Okay, well, first of all, you have a huge positive because you had your baby boy in 2020. In the crazy year. Right when the global pandemic began, February 29th. And the week after, everything shut down. I mean, and no one would have expected what we have all gone through. Right. Well, and side note to this. So my husband and I, we actually had COVID. And we are keeping my positive test and putting (laughs) it in his baby book. Because he's going to learn about this in school. That's a great idea. He's going to be like, yeah, Mom, the global pandemic, I can't believe you were alive. And I'm going to be able to pull out that positive test. Whether it was real or not, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. It's been a crazy year, but it's been a good year. I know that I got a lot of great quality time with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably just time that I'll never, ever have again. Especially with my college student. I'm thinking that might be the most time that we'll ever have again. Unless we have another. (laughs) Let's don't talk about that. (laughs) Let's think positively. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was good. And, you know, I got to catch up on a lot of podcasts. I think I talked about this um, in the fall about how my family and I started studying the Bible more deeply. Mm -hmm. We always studied the Word together. But it just gave us a lot of time to do that. And just to kind of, you know, be more aware to not just take people's word for, um, but always go to the Bible and make sure things are true. And so those were good things. Absolutely. Well, I, I'll be honest, I was envious of families that have older kids because I would hear about how they were loving their family walks together (laughs) at two o'clock in the afternoon and sitting at the breakfast table playing Uno. And it just looked, not that for them everything was glorious and perfect. I don't want to say that. But I was at home with a infant and a terrible two, (laughs) not terrible, but terrible twos by myself. And I just remember thinking, life's over. It's over. Um, My husband continued working. He never took time off. I mean, he's a therapist. And so he was still seeing, seeing patients in person. And so it was, it was rough, but let me tell you what I learned is, and reminded of, because I knew this, but not to the level that I do now is how important community is community in person, not just through zoom, (laughs) which I know we do what we can. Right. Thank goodness for zoom because we were able to connect with people when if we didn't have that you know Mm -hmm. how would we over the phone but you could actually see people's faces but just in-person community just sitting in a coffee shop sitting um, around people that are in the same season as you or ahead of you and just being able to say okay this is my life this is what's going on I feel really discouraged today and someone being able to encourage you and just how important that community is and I'm seeing and learning that after we went for that long stretch of not having community, that it's kind of challenging to get back into it. We're having to relearn Mm -hmm. what relationships look like, why it's crucial to not stay isolated, Mm -hmm. all those things, um, just having to relearn and restructure in a different way. So uh, I'm just so thankful for community. Yeah, me too. Having people around. It was a crazy year, but it was a good year. Lots of learning, lots of lessons that I think we needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And we'll continue to keep learning. Yes. So we're in 2021, and we need to share goals. Do you Mm -hmm. have any goals for this year? You know, I have a lot of different goals. I like to categorize things in my head of, you know, family goals, work goals, I say in quotes, because I'm not really in the workforce right now, Um, but 
really, I just want to, I think, I think it probably every year I come back to the same thing, but just how can I simplify my life? Mm-hmm. I'm reading a, or doing a Bible study called Jesus Over Everything by Lisa Whittle. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And she talks about the Jesus over everything mentality. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is Jesus not over everything, which would mean yourself mm-hmm. over everything. And I have seen how selfish I am um, from just being a mother and being married of how I want to choose what I want over everything. Mm-hmm. And so one of my biggest goals is how can I simplify what's going on in my life and truly place Jesus over everything, not just my time, but also my desires, whatever it is, and um, just kind of simplifying what I do. Because when you read about Jesus in the Bible, he just very, he seems very simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, but complex at the same time, but the lifestyle that he lives and the, the lifestyle that he teaches is not the just crazy, tangled up, run yourself to death type of lifestyle. It's full of rest. Yeah. No, I agree. And I know for me, I'm still like, this has just been an ongoing kind of learning thing and just, you know, every day just denying myself and what does that look like? Taking up my cross. And really, I think it just comes down to every day. How did I serve my husband and my kids and whoever God put in my path well that day. Right. That's pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, that's what he calls us to do. Right. And so, you know, we do need to take time for ourselves, but at the same time, we're supposed to deny ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, a lot of moms and wives will get to the end of the day and they're like, you know, I didn't have any time to myself or this, this, this. We do need to take care of ourselves, but God calls us to deny ourselves and give mm-hmm. our lives away too. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, a lot of um, focus is on, you know, the majority of what did you do for yourself. We do need to take care of ourselves, but we are to serve our families. Right. And that's, you know, that is denying us. We want to as moms mm-hmm. and wives because we love them. Mm-hmm. But honestly, a lot of times we're tired. Yeah. I mean, I may not feel like um, doing certain things right. for them, but when I deny myself and I do it and serve them and just go, you know what, I'm going to get joy out of this right. because this is serving my Lord by right. serving um, these people that God has, that he has given me to steward well. Right. And so I think that's just an ongoing thing that I'll probably always, uh, you know, need to learn year after year, day by day. Absolutely. That's a good one though. Talking about simplifying though, going into this year, this is not spiritual, but I am trying to clean out my closet and organize it. And so I am going to be the legging lady. I love that. (laughs) The legging Okay, lady. we all pretty much probably all wear leggings to, you know, work out in or just to wear, mm-hmm. even though we don't work out just because it's comfortable. Right. I already wear leggings, you know, whenever I, I can because they're comfortable. But I actually have some leggings that were ordered for me, and I'm so thankful. Um, they were read about. Um, they're supposed to be like Lululemon quality. Yeah. They feel like it, look like it, but they're only twenty five dollars. Woohoo! So I have a week's worth of leggings now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so even though I may have loved leggings, but haven't worn them every day or every other day, yeah, I'm seriously about to simplify my life. That's fabulous. I'm gonna put. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do with organizing. I know you're good at organizing closets, Allie. Mm-hmm. You're you've got a knack for this. You really should do this for a business. Um, but and I need you really to come help me. I would love to. But what do you think about this idea? Because I'm thinking about, and people, y'all are probably laughing because you're probably thinking, I already do this. Like, Amanda, you're 45 and you oh. don't do this. Mm-hmm. But I am putting my shirts because <laughs> with my leggings. Yeah. Like, like together. together in your closet. Yeah, and not just my leggings. I have jeans. I'm right. throwing in some jeans because normally I mix it all up during the week, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but my outfits mm-hmm. together. Um, like in the closet hanging up. So you can just grab and you have your complete outfit. Yeah. So like if I have a pair of jeans or leggings, I have like two or three shirts or just one yeah. that go with that pair of pants, yeah. jeans or leggings. Yeah. And it's hung up by it because the reason my closet gets crazy and messed up 
it's because I'm maybe in a hurry and I don't know what I'm going to wear. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, what shirt looks good with this? And then there's like clothes everywhere because I don't have time to hang them back up. Right. But if they're already together, I can just be like, which outfit am I going to... And y'all are probably laughing because you're probably thinking, what in the world? This is like... I think it's brilliant. This is not like a new idea. No, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> and it really is whatever works for you. I... So back when I was in college and did a couple of pageants, my interesting fact that I always wanted the judges to ask during the interview was my favorite hobby because my favorite hobby was organizing my friends closets yeah. and I did that all throughout high school and it's just I think the way that my personality is I love order and efficiency mm -hmm. and so that part of my brain that is stimulated by organizing a pantry a closet a kitchen and having that efficiency and then seeing the completion. Yeah. It's like a high <laughs> for me, you know? Yeah. And I love it. And so that's just one of my favorite things to do. And what what I was saying was just that's a brilliant idea of putting the clothes together. Because normally you would color coordinate or do all the t-shirts, all the workout tops and all the pants. Yeah. But which helps you find things, but then you still have to pick out what shirt's going to go with these pants. Yes. So I think that's a great idea. Okay, thanks, Allie. You'll have to update us and see how it's going. Yeah, because you know what you just said is how I've always done it. Right. I've had all my shirts together. All my mm -hmm. They're all organized that way. Right. But it's not helping me keep my closet right. together. Now you can just grab one hanger and it's got Now it's, I don't have to think about it. That goes together. Mm -hmm. But y'all may already do that. I but love it. Um, yeah, so I think it's so funny because I like organization too. Mm -hmm. But... It stresses me out and overwhelms me to try to organize something like that. There's yeah. just too much. And I think part of it, okay, so we are different ages for our listeners. Okay, we're in different seasons. And I think because I had kids in my 20s and my 30s, it's mm -hmm. like my weight would fluctuate. Right. So, like, I felt like I had to have, like, this certain size clothes for right after I had a baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to replenish all of that. There's just jeans that don't go out of style or right. certain things. So, it's like I have these until maybe I stop nursing and my weight falls off. You right. know what I mean? And I'm back right. to normal. Now, I'm not having any more kids. Yeah. Like, I'm not birthing any more children unless God, like, surprises me. <laughs> I don't know that I would be like, <laughs> um, I'd be like, what in the world? Whoa. But anyway, so now I'm like, I feel free to just, I've been able to get rid of stuff. And right. like, I don't need that. I'm never going back to the postpartum size. Yeah, and I'm the opposite because I have tubs of <laughs> baby clothes that I'm hanging on to yeah. in case or postpartum tubs and all of that so one day when I get to purge that that will be yeah that will be great it'll be a freeing feeling okay Allie I know you're excited to share what your favorite thing is today your favorite find I can tell by the way you look like you're smiling you're grinning ear to ear what is it well, I think the reason I'm so excited is because you always have the best favorite, like <laughs> tangible, where you bring it and you show it. And I wanted to bring this, but it's really big. And mm -hmm. I was just like, I already have a lot to carry. So my favorite thing is the Dyson hairdryer set. What? Do you know what this uh -uh. is? So when you hear Dyson, you think of a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I, got, is, I just got a Dyson vacuum oh, cleaner. That okay. could have been my favorite thing, but but it's not. I've okay. heard they're but good. But I do like it. So yeah. this is a hair dryer set, and it comes in this, like, brown leather box. It has a hair dryer, two barrel, like, curling rolls. Nice. Uh, like, for curling your hair. Um, a paddle brush dryer, something else, and then it's a... Like a, you know, when you go and get a blowout, which I haven't yeah. done that, but like the round brush. Yeah. And so there's a long stick and you place the attachments of whatever you want to do. So long story short, you use one tool to either give yourself a blowout, a curl. I mean, you can do all these different styles yeah. with one tool and different attachments. Yeah. Now, hang with me because I'm going to tell you the price. <laughs> I don't awesome. have this. I've I don't not have seen this. this. It's five hundred dollars. Okay. And when I first saw one, I was like, "There is no way I'm gonna want this for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, it's not practical for me with small kids. I'm not gonna use it. I can't justify something for five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that would want five hundred hair dryers yeah. for five hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, my friend who's from Saudi Arabia, I was talking about how I'd seen it online. My friend had used it, and she said, "I have one." And I said, why? Because she wears a hijab here okay. in the United States. And she made the funniest joke. She said, I'm not sure why I bought it because my hair's always covered. 
But long story short, she's going to work at a university when she moves back home, and it's all women. So she will be able to style her hair and not wear her hijab um, while she's teaching. And so while she's here in the United States, there's no reason for her to use it. And she was like, well, why don't you borrow it until you can get one of your own? So I'm trying to find things that I can sell in my house to be able to buy this (laughs) hair dryer. It's not just a hair dryer. It does everything. And let me tell you, it's amazing. I've never seen curls like it. I've never seen my hair stay straight. It has body at the same time. I don't need a lot of product. It holds well, and it's fast. You know how thick my hair is. It takes forever. I mean, normally, if I was going to get dressed and get ready, it would be 20 to 25 minutes just to blow dry. Yeah. And then another 15 if I'm moving fast to use my curl and iron. And then you have to have two tools plugged in. You know, the curl and iron has to heat mm-hmm. up. This is all just one tool all at the same time. You get out of the shower, kind of use a towel to dry your hair, and then it blow dries and styles. I can't believe I don't know about this. I'm the one that usually I know. brings in the hair I thought tools. that you would. But and let me is... tell you, it's amazing. And the case is this leather beautiful <laughs> and it's traveling like all case like together so it's like simple yes okay i love it i know it's so materialistic but i can see myself wanting to fix my hair more and being able to fix my hair more instead of a messy bun mm-hmm. because it cuts the time in half and it just styles so well okay, it's I gotta, fun i need to i need to see this yeah thing. okay yeah. well i'll put it in the show notes just so <laughs> yeah. y'all can click and dream about it because that's what i'm doing I'm right so now so glad you brought this this idea yeah. to me to yeah. go look up and absolutely and, and, yeah thank you um well mine is not like where you can hold it okay but it's um so the last few months um I shared a few months ago that I love the Elisa Childers podcast she's still one of my favorites mm-hmm. but I've added a couple of more that have been my favorites the last few months so Allie Beth Stuckey have you heard of her I just know from what you sent me Okay, so let me, if y'all haven't heard of her, you need to go check her out. Her podcast, let me read it to you. It says, upbeat and in-depth, relatable with Allie Beth Stuckey, breaks down the latest in culture, news, theology, and politics from Christian conservative perspective. Allie's fresh analysis of the most important issues providing an entertaining and effective way to stay in the know. And I'm telling you, she speaks truth. Um, on all categories and subjects. It's just been really good. I've enjoyed listening to her. She's a, wow. she has a, a gift for sharing and teaching. And so I love hers. And then I'm sure everyone knows about the, I mean, I have the first five app, you know, I've had that for years. Yes. But have you listened to the Proverbs 31 podcast? I've not. It's awesome. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, I just love listening to the teachings. I think that one of the most recent ones that I've listened to is about praying the armor of God mm. and I just love it. It's so yeah. good. So okay. go check it out. Check those two out. And I'll put the link so people can just click right on it. Sounds great. All right. Random question. We haven't done this in a while and I think it's important to keep our little talk quirky because yeah. we are quirky Absolutely. sometimes and we're not all serious. And I just had a thought the other day because um, I wanted to ask you what is, is there a word that is hard for you to spell that should be easy, but it's just hard no matter what? <laughs> There's several. And thank goodness for autocorrect on yes. the iPhone, right? That right. just types it out for you. But the one that comes to mind is receive. And what is it when, you, when you're when you in school? I before E except after C. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But I always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it out loud. Yeah. So I would say receive. What about you? And rightly so. That is a good one. Yeah. Probably. I think that's a it good one It just makes you think a little with. harder. Mine is probably not one to struggle with. And you would think that I wouldn't because it's a part of my life. Yeah. But I cannot spell restaurant. <laughs> See, I can't either. It drives me crazy. I no. should. We, we have a Chick-fil-A restaurant. The R. And it, restaurant comes up in my life all the time. Right. But I cannot spell it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel you there. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. And if you have a word that is hard for you and it shouldn't be, share it with us. Make us feel better. Right. Okay. We have to share our, well, we want to share our sponsors this Mm -hmm. month. Um, We love Heart Cottage and Florals. If you're coming to Oxford and you need a place to stay, check out their beautiful guest house at Heart Cottage 
and florals on Instagram. Follow them, check them out. They like to say, come as visitors, leave as friends. We are thrilled to have our guest today. Her name is Candace Coffey. Isn't that a cool name? I love it. It just goes so cute together. <laughs> I know. And I love coffee. It's not spelled the same, but um, <laughs> Candace is a lover of God. She is a wife, mom, and daughter. She was a school teacher for 15 years. She lives a very simple life. Her favorite thing to do is have people over to her house to break bread together in fellowship with one another. Having a community and family of people is one of her most treasured and valued things in her life. Founder of the makeup or beauty line, Everbe. So welcome, Candace. Is that right? Did I say that right? Is that, are you the founder? Yes. Yep. CEO and founder right now. <laughs> well, I have to give a little shout out and then I'm going to give you the floor, Candace, to kind of give us a little background before we go into our questions. But I have to give a shout out to my husband. He actually <laughs> found the article about your company and kind of uh, just how, how it evolved and he sent it to me and I still didn't make the connection of bringing you on the podcast. I read it and I was like, that is so awesome. That's great. He said, well, did you read the article? And I said, I did. That's so cool. And he said, well, did you ask her to be on your podcast? And I said, oh, I think about that. So shout out to my husband, Wesley, for finding you and sending this to us. I'm so excited to hear your story. Thank you, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Candace, how are you doing today? I am doing good today. It is Friday, so I'm looking forward to the weekend. And um, yeah, just moved my family to a different state. And so we are, you know, when you were talking about community and breaking bread together, I can't wait to see like who God has for us here um, because we left such great people in Nashville. Um, so thank you for reading that and reminding me that like the Lord will provide and there are people coming. <laughs> um, uh, we moved to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Ooh, man, South Carolina, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's great. It's different, but we are excited to be close to water for sure. That's awesome. Well, Candace, we're going to let you share a little bit of summary of your story, and then we'll ask you some questions. Absolutely. Okay, so I am going to be 40 next year. So I, um, my life is, I feel like, just honestly starting to take off and get fun, and not that it wasn't fun before, but the Lord is doing a completely different thing in my life right now, and so Last year, I launched um, a new company, November 30th, uh, 2019. And leading up to this launch was such a God story. And so I appreciate the opportunity to share. And for those of you who are listening, I appreciate it. Um, it's such an honor. But um, yeah, so when I first moved to Nashville, it was 2015. My relationship with the Lord took off. Um, I grew up in church and I have always loved the Lord. I was saved at an early age. Um, but I don't think I really understood that the Lord wants to like talk to me now, like he's, you know, close and I can communicate with him and that the Holy Spirit is an actual person being who dwells within me. And so I was learning all these awesome things, um, that were new to me. And, I was, I just felt so in love with the Lord. And I prayed a prayer in 2017. And it was one of those prayers that I knew I meant with all of my heart. And it was basically, Lord, use me however you want to. Like, I will literally do whatever you want me to do, but I want to be used for your kingdom. That's a bold and prayer. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and, and I've, and I think I've said it before, but this time I felt so close to the Lord. Like I could just tell that something shifted when I prayed that prayer. And so um, that was 2017 and I was teaching school. Um, I have two girls and so all was good. My relationship with the Lord again was so sweet. And I was just like on this fast track to learning and absorbing so much about who he was and how he talks to me. And so 
it was 2018 in October, I had a dream and the Lord, I've been having dreams, um, for probably like a year or two where I felt like he was showing me things. And so, um, I had a dream and I walked in, in the dream, I walked into a department store and I went up to a makeup counter and I picked up a tube of, um, gold lipstick and on the side in black, it said Psalm 34. And I then began picking up some other compacts that had scripture on them. And so I kind of came to, and I thought, oh, well, that was a cool dream. Maybe when I get up in the morning, I'll read Psalm 34. And so the next morning I got up and I read Psalm 34 in the Passion Translation. And it all like popped out, like my lips are full of perpetual praise and your faces will glisten with glory and you will never wear that shame face again. And so it was making all these references to our countenance in our face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it's makeup, like what scripture and makeup? Are you kidding me? Like, Lord, is this what you're saying? And so I really felt like that was October and I felt like the Lord was like, you don't need to share this with anybody. It was something I think he really wanted me to ponder in my heart. Um, and so then it was months later, probably January or February. And I walked into a makeup store with both of my girls and they are currently in middle school, sixth grader and third grade. Um, and we walked into a makeup store and I had never honestly really noticed makeup. Like I love makeup. I wear it every day, but I'm not one of those like crazy into all the new things. I kind of stick with what works. <laughs> um, and I noticed this huge cutout and it said better than sex mascara. <laughs> and I immediately was like, what? Like, okay. So I'm directing. Yeah. I'm like directing my kids. Cause obviously they can read We're I'm like, oh, we're going to go this way. Not this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And so at that moment, in that moment with my girls and who I am and thinking about praying that prayer in the dream, it was like, Ooh, this is a problem in our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the weightiness and the responsibility of what God was calling me to do, it was, I want to say it was, um, an obedience thing that I felt like I have to walk this out. Like no one else is walking this out. And so then I began to do a little bit of research. And what I found was that not all cosmetics companies, but many brands are way hypersexualized. Mm -hmm. um, and so I became a little, you know, burdened for women and young girls, especially thinking about my daughters going and picking up a lip gloss that's called hot mother pucker, you know, what I mean? oh, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just began still at that moment thinking, okay, I'm going to do this thing. What's it going to look like? And, um, I currently worked part-time, um, in my neighborhood at the school that my girls went to and I worked part-time. It was very sweet. I was a reading coach. And so I kind of had the best of both worlds because I got to work a little, I got to stay home, I got to go with my kids. Um, and I was like, Lord, am I really supposed to walk away from my job? Um, and I truly felt like it was, yes, you have to walk this out in faith. Like you can't be halfway in and halfway out. And so I felt like he shared with me that between the month of May and August, I didn't know what was going to go down, but I just knew that, and it was actually, he gave me numbers five and eight. And I knew that it meant represented like the months May through August. And so this was like January, February, March. And so I'm just thinking about this thing the whole time and May rolls around and I have to walk in and tell my boss, um, I'm not coming back to work because God's calling me to do a new thing. And um, you know, it makes me think of your podcast, Living Out Loud. Like, I literally was like, I'm doing it. I'm living out loud. I'm going to go for it. And in the end, at the end of May, I kid you not, I literally printed off the internet how to start a cosmetics company. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, Google. Um, and it's because I, I have friends that have businesses. And 
that's great. But I was like, well, I have to start a business. Like I, I can ask them, but I really felt like this was something that the Lord was calling to do with me and journey with me. So, um, yeah, I started an LLC. Um, I went to these people, I, they helped me get started. So, and then it was after that really that the Lord began to really open doors. Like, I feel like walking away from my job was the first step in the Lord really showing up. And I had a wonderful manufacturing makeup company literally in my backyard when I lived in Nashville. It was um, like 30 minutes from my house. And so um, I, I just emailed them on Facebook or, or messaged them, not emailed them. And I said, hey, I'm just getting started in makeup. I would love to come by your facility and, you know, tour. And so the lady, the client specialist, she's like, yeah, come on, you know, we'd love to have you. So I show up to this big, beautiful building, like th these, this manufacturer, they have a, um, a cosmetics company or manufacturing company on every continent, almost like they're based out of um, Europe. So they're massive. Like it's beautiful, brand new building. And so I pull up, I'm extremely intimidated. I'm like, oh my gosh don't ask me any questions because I don't know the answer. Um, and I tour their facility. I have to put the coat on and I, I literally walk the floor and I'm seeing um, all these big name brands go down the line. I mean, I'm talking like 200 eyeliners and it's like Urban Decay and Clinique and, you know, all the big name brands. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get out of here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so afterwards, and I did learn a lot, but there was a guy who was like the chemist person who was taking me around and he was a great teacher. He taught me a lot actually on that tour, but I got back upstairs to the boardroom and I'm taking off the hairnet, the white coat. And I said, thank you so much for having me. in. I learned so much. And the lady goes, Oh no, honey, we ordered lunch. Um, you're going to stay all day. Like we have a whole day planned for you and the CEO. Yeah. The CEO is going to come in and you're going to meet the color specialist and all these different people. And I literally almost threw up. I was like, um, and so I sat around a board, a boardroom table with, they were all women. The CEO was a woman and I don't know why I, I love men, but there was something that brought me comfort knowing that she was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they said, well, what's your niche? What makes your makeup company different? And I, the Holy Spirit, literally, there was this big bubbling of confidence and boldness that all intimidation, fear, doubt left. And I literally, it just bubbled out of my mouth. I don't know who I was. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. And I I just boldly looked at them and I said, you know what? It does not exist, but let me tell you what it is. And so I spilled the beans all about God, all about scripture in the marketplace. I was like, I don't even know if these women love Jesus. Um, and when I was finished, they clapped and they said, you have no idea how well needed your company is in this industry. Um, they said, we sit in board meetings and we have to say the shade names of some of these products and it's borderline HR issues because some of them are so bad. And um, they basically looked at me and they said, you know, we don't really work a lot with small businesses, but we would love to partner with you. We would love to help you. And boom, just like that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Um, so that was May. So I spent literally June, July, August, um, everything August, all artwork was done. My website was being created, brand colors, everything was done. And I launched my products in November. That's how crazy and fast. <laughs> um, so that is, yeah, that's my story so far. And I am learning a lot and have had so many God moments along this journey and am super pumped for what God has next and the message that he wants to send to women. It's, it's so good. Wow. That's amazing. And 
I just, I don't know. I'm just sitting here trying to process. There's so many things. I love your faithfulness to step out. I love how God just placed that on your heart and then gave you so many signs that pointed in that direction and how you just stepped out in obedience. And I learned from that because a lot of times I feel like if I'm going to do something or present something, I have to have it all together before I can take that step. And in your story, in your case, you really didn't have any of it together. The Holy Spirit had it together in you and you just walked out in obedience. And so I love that. And I think that can encourage so many women who are, who feel the same way that you did. Of I have something in my heart. I've been pondering on it. I've been thinking about it, but I don't even know where to start. And you just mm-hmm. said, okay, God, I'm open to it. And he just showed you the way. And so I can't wait to follow and see how, um, what God has next for you, especially with you now in South Carolina and what mm-hmm. that's going to look like for you. Yeah, I'm excited. My first question was, how did the idea of Everby come about? And you kind of answered that. Is there anything else that you would want to say? Um, if not, we move on to the next question. Um, you know, I didn't have the title Everby when I first started. Um, and I, literally the name of my LLC, LLC is CC Beauty because I had nothing else to go on. I'm like, well, my name's Candace Coffee, So CC Beauty, okay, it's a beauty line, you know. Um, so the meaning though of the two words ever be um, is really and truly close to my heart just for the simple fact that it's almost an, a promise that will never be broken, but it's a promise that we make with the Lord. And he also makes with us that we will ever be his and he will ever be ours. And so, um, I love the name and how the Lord, um, dropped that into my spirit. It was just really special. I love it. It's super catchy too. It is. Mm-hmm. I just love how when you were in the store and you saw that, whatever the mascara was that was now we I can't remember what you said but I, yeah yeah we don't have to say it again <laughs> I'm kidding but it's, girl, become so like numb to that like a lot of times you'll just walk past it and you be like it. oh well that's just another one of those right but I love the fact that you know God stopped you there and you noticed it and you were mm-hmm. your heart was heavy about it you know for your kids for your girls and you knew that you, God put in your heart that you needed to do something about it and absolutely it's not like anything that you had planned um but God had just you know planted seeds in your dream um and just you didn't know how it was all going to come about but you just walked in obedience and I think that's just a great encouragement for us today like if God put something on your heart and you prayed about it, it lines up with his word, and, and mm-hmm. you feel like it is him, then he is going to direct your steps, and I know we've said that here, God has done that for Allie and I with Living Out Loud, we can testify to that, we didn't have everything planned out, we didn't even know what our, how we were going to encourage women, he just said he wanted us to do a podcast to encourage women, and then he showed us as we continue to walk in faith and in, in obedience, he unveiled those things as we walked um, mm-hmm. by faith. And so I love that. Um, why do you think it's so important for beauty to be reclaimed? Well, and I made a reference. We just sort of talked about that with how culture and the makeup industry is super hypersexualized. And I don't think it's just the makeup industry, but Also, you know, there's the saying that beauty comes from the inside and what's on the inside matters more than what's on the outside. And I feel like as a young girl, I often was told that and I have even said it to my girls, but that is just telling women or telling the next generation something versus giving them an actual tool, which is the word of God to use to understand what that truly means and what that truly looks like. And, and the mirror, you know, when I was trying to decide like, who's my audience going to be like, am I going to cater to young girls, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, you know, I'm trying to find my target audience. And 
there were so many times that the Lord showed me it's for all women because the mirror, even when you're 50, you look in the mirror and you a lot of times don't like what you see and you begin to, there are lies that flood in, whether it's your thoughts, the enemy's thoughts. And often the mirror is a place where we are, you know, it's a place where we can reflect on who we are, not just on the outside, but the inside too. And we are a reflection of who Christ is. And so that is my goal for, for beauty and sort of redefining beauty and which is so hard by the way, in this culture. And it gets, you know, it's very cliche and, and I think we're all trying to do our, our best as women to, to make sure that we know that, you know, it, we're, we're powerful. We, you know, it's all in culture right now with women being powerful and having a voice. And I agree with that to some um, degree, but also the, on the flip side, we're constantly being shown as like sexualized and that it's important how sexy you are and how much skin you show and what you look like. And, you know, so it's a, a clash of culture. I feel like right now for a lot of women who maybe don't know their identity. And so reclaiming beauty, you know, is, I feel like ever be is one part of how God wants to do that in our culture and in the marketplace. And with you having girls, I mean, you are, you know, you see that that's, that needs to be changed. You have a heart for that on a different level and God using you to take those steps. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, to see that. Mm -hmm. So I love that your makeup package comes with an erasable marker. Tell us your hopes for that. Yeah. So that goes back to the part of reclaiming beauty. Um, the dry erase marker is an opportunity to write the scriptures and, you know, it doesn't have to be the Psalm 34 scriptures, which are my lips are full of perpetual praise and gaze upon him, join your life with his and joy will come. And then there's a glisten with glory past passage. Um, you can write those on your mirror, but you're also encouraged to write other truths about yourself. Or, you know, if you go to our website, we have a tab called mirror scriptures. And if you need healing, or if you are struggling with fear or doubt, we have scriptures on there that will um, help you battle those thoughts and feelings. And the thing is, is we all look in the mirror every single day. It is the place where we all you know, we get ready in the morning. And if you have taken that marker and you have written out truths and scriptures and you say them out loud every single day, um, man, it's, it's making a stance and using your voice in such a way that is more powerful because it's the word of God. You don't have to worry. Well, did I write it right? Or did I say it right? Or, um, it is powerful and the word of God is alive and it's active. So, that is the hope with the marker. It is a super important part of Everbe and what we stand for. So, yes. And, you know, it, we have, it's just a black dry erase marker with our brand. So I'm like, even if you can't order Everbe, like get a dry erase marker and write it on your mirror and speak it out loud. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, in your experience, what have you learned about the power of speak it, apply it, be it? I feel like you just shared on that. Is there something else you wanted to share about that? Um, well, on, in this journey for my own, um, you know, self and having to do this, I, I've always had a passion for prayer <laughs> and I've always had a passion for prayer and praying prayers out loud and saying them because I feel like, and not that prayers in your head are bad, but I've just always known that there's something so much more powerful about saying it out loud. And so when I was developing the brand and the company, I knew that speaking the scripture was key. Like that is something that from a time I think I met the Lord that he has put inside of me. And so the speak it, apply it, be it part was easy for me to say that I wanted it to be like the tagline and the message of the brand. However, um, this, my story sounds really, really great, but I really battled intimidation, fear, and doubt. I mean, I had a lot of high, high highlights on my, in my story and on this journey, God opened so many doors, but 
there was also many, many moments of wanting to not do it because I didn't feel um, confident. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't know enough people. I didn't have enough knowledge, enough wisdom. And so the, there was one day where the Lord's like, well, get out your marker and you got to start speaking it and applying it and being it. Like you got to start doing it in front of the mirror. You know, I didn't even have product at that point, but he's like, if you're going to call other women to do this, you have to walk out this journey for your testimony. And so I literally began finding scriptures, putting them on my mirror and speaking out loud. And every time it's funny because I have a friend and she's such a prayer warrior. And every time I felt intimidated or fearful or doubt or whatever, I would call her and I'd be like, pray, just pray. Cause I really just want it to all go away. <laughs> and sometimes I think God does take things like that away. But what I think he wanted to do more than anything was partner with me and show me where the intimidation was coming from. Why are you intimidated? Why are you fearful? Where's the doubt? And then literally combat that with the word of God. And so because of that, I, that's, I mean, if it weren't for those things, I don't think I would have launched the company. Uh, maybe as soon as I did, it might've taken me a little bit more time, but there were definitely moments of wanting to just throw in the towel and be like, oh, now's not the time. I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I got to wait. <laughs> um, so speaking of it, be it, I think I had to learn to walk that out on this journey too. I think it's a great tagline. I think it makes so much sense. And just like what you said, uh, out loud prayers, Inside prayers are all important, heard by God, but the enemy cannot read our minds. And right. it is important that we speak our prayers at times to to fight the enemy's lies that he throws at us. And it just it's a good it's a good way to speak it, um, to apply it and be it, just like you said. And for our listeners, if this is something that um, is just really hitting home and you want to learn more or the devotional plan, I have linked um, from the website where it says devotional plan. You can just click on that and read the three devotionals listed and even sign up for um, more future devotionals um, under the subscription at the bottom. Uh, Candice, tell us how your life has changed since creating this product. Well, my faith in the Lord has definitely gone to a whole new level. And me personally, with my family, it's been really awesome because it's like a fun project now that my family is constantly talking about and that my girls get to be a part of. And so they have heard me share the story many times. And every time I share it, I feel like they always pause to listen. And so I want, my life has changed in the fact that they literally have a testimony, something tangible to tell where the Lord is faithful. If you just have faith, the Lord is faithful. If you will just be obedient. And that to me is priceless. And, you know, if, if my company doesn't grow and it stays the same size as it is today, I, hallelujah, I am completely fine with that because God did it. Um, so, and my family has gotten to experience the goodness of God in such a big way. And so for that, I, my life has been forever changed and I'm super grateful. And um, it's a little busier, you know, I, some days are busier than others, but from a, you know, every single day standpoint, it's just gotten better. That's so encouraging. Can you tell us the verse? Um, is it Psalm 34, 3? It's Psalm 34, one. Okay. And then on the other two are Psalm 34, five, but the entire Psalm 34 is such a beautiful Psalm. And it, there are many, um, I'm sure once you read it, there are many parts of it where you're like, oh yes, you know, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. Um, that's such a good one. But David uh, had, was running from Saul. And so he had been in a cave pretending to be insane. And so the Lord, he was at his lowest, but the Lord delivered him. And this is also the first Psalm in the Bible where David mentions how the angel of the Lord literally comes down and ministers to him. And so it's just special. I mean, obviously it's near and dear to my heart. So I think it's super special, but um, 
yeah, the whole Psalm is just so encouraging. If you're in a dark place or if you've been in a dark place and you just need encouragement, it's so awesome. Such a good one. I agree. Well, your story has encouraged me. I actually, God has put something on my heart the last probably two years ago. And since then, I've been praying about it, thinking about it. Um, and I'm actually in the middle of um, working on that. So it just gives me encouragement. And I can't wait to reveal that and tell that to our listeners, um, hopefully next month. Um, but it just gives me courage to keep walking in obedience and um, in faith and that he will, you know, give me a place uh, for my feet, wherever I step, um, as long as I'm seeking him and um, doing what he's called me to do and not to worry about all the what ifs, what if it doesn't work, what if that, if he's called us to do something, Mm -hmm. he's going to provide um, everything that we need. And just like what you said, um, whether you know, it doesn't last or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's it's mm-hmm. fulfilling the purpose that he's called us to right now, whether it lasts a day or, you know, 10 years. Right. But it's a beautiful story. I love it. I want to, I can't, I, I need to try this makeup. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the quality of it. Yeah. So the, the, obviously the people who make it are, their company is based out of Europe. And so it meets all the European cosmetic regulations, which are more strict than the ones here in the United States. And so it's cruelty-free, paraben-free. Oh gosh, I can't say this word really well, facilate-free. <laughs> um, that's one of those really long, long words. Um, but it's vegan and it is the, it's amazing. The lip butter has some shea butter in it. So it's kind of like a, a cross between lip gloss and lipstick. So it's a great, just every day, my lips are full of perpetual praise, put it on and it, they're just super, super smooth. They feel amazing. And, um, the eyeshadow. So everything is in a stick, which makes it really easy. Um, I am one of those people, again, I said, I love makeup and I wear it every day, but I also don't want to spend 30 minutes doing my makeup. <laughs> um, and so because everything is in a stick form, the bronzer, the highlighter, the eyeshadows, the lip butters that, you know, it, I can do my makeup in like 10 minutes. So to me, that's a win. Yeah. Um, the eyeliner is probably one of the most popular products because it stays on so well, but it's also creamy when you put it on. So it goes on really easily, but then it kind of sticks and it stays in place. Awesome. I can't wait to try it. Well, thank you, Candace, for joining us today. 